and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. And just because this could be interesting. But yes, I wanted to talk about man and his sense of smell, but that's going to be handled in the next show, which is great. I also wanted to talk about, you know, there is a tradition, an Italian tradition, as far as like, um, you know, pasta comes from the Far East and the Italians have quote unquote made it their own. So that, and, and during the Roman empire, they grabbed spices from everywhere they could grab it from the spice road, for instance. I mean, God, that that's a culture addicted to spice, right? Yeah. Um, also, Joey, I wanted to mention something very interesting. There is a book. It's actually two books. They're graphic novels. It's called Mouse, M-A-U-S. Oh, yeah. 100%. Where he actually talks about how his father didn't want to tell his stories. Right. And he actually gets an explanation from his father. And then his father completely changes his tune, but very, very mm -hmm. powerful series of books. I think I want to uh, say something to the first point you've made, which is that I should have said this. One thing my Armenian grandfather always did, as much as we didn't talk about anything else related to Armenia, anything, anything in the world, he would point to and say, Armenians invented that, or that was Armenian. Pasta, <laughs> grape leaves, I don't know, any anything, anywhere. That was his go-to thing. And it's like ah, something that was just part of my childhood hearing. Right. So it never like... It was always just a thing, you know, it was always just a thing in my life. So uh, I never really asked any questions or anything, but looking back, that was pretty fun and entertaining and pretty much the truth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I get Absolutely. it. I get it. And, and for, go ahead. Go ahead. If we're, no, if I was we're going down that same line. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, to Mouse, yes. And what a great book and what a great, like, just everyone should read it. You know, there were these... I could talk forever about this, but there are these points where like there's stuff that everyone should watch and read. And some of it's animated TV shows and people are so turned off by that, but mm -hmm. there's stuff in there and there's stuff like graphic novels like mouse and there's stuff like they called us enemy, uh, a graphic memoir by George Takei about spending part of his childhood in a, internment camp right. in the United States and it's incredibly emotional and it's his story and it's a graphic memoir and it's just like everyone should read it and there's people like we're talking about like we're talking about people not knowing what the Armenian genocide is there's so many people in this country that grow up not being taught that about Japanese internment camps and other things like that that happened in this country so right along the same line of mouse in my mind is this graphic memoir it's called uh by george takei called and, and there's they a number, called us enemy there is a number of them i mean in japan there's a series called barefoot gen or gen g-e-n mm -hmm. which is this whole thing about it's the story of hiroshima jesus christ mm. that's yeah. not going to be a good story right but it's again very visceral and powerful graphic novel and then to tie us back to mouse for just a second there's a there's a scene in the story where he's walking down the street 
he it's it's and it's during the scary time and he walks by a guy and the guy says amcha which means i guess in yiddish and i probably just butchered it uh it means oh god what does it mean our tribe or it's it's mm. a way and he said it in yiddish and he like hesitates like do i answer him do i not answer him and that takes us to again back to italy and rome uh during the days when the christians were persecuted the right. way that they would say do exactly that exact same thing is they would they would draw a fish on the ground and then they'd scratch mm. it out because the fish was the early symbol of christianity interesting i wonder if there's something i wonder if there's something armenian there in armenia because it was this you know christianity they were christians that's what instigated that conflict that genocide so i wonder if there's something similar there it might have something maybe it has something to do with some of these gata gata stamps you know and if you all want to put this in somewhere i was really thinking about it the whole time we were talking because we started with star wars and then we went into um we went everywhere (laughs) we went everywhere but we went into previous generations or the generation the people involved in a horrible atrocity like a genocide and then subsequent generations not talking about it and i think it's very interesting you know we talked about the empire blowing up alderaan no one talks about it like leia doesn't talk about it in any of the rest of the movies right and i think that's a very relatable thing you know there's a little bit more to it in the books and she goes back and traces her history to naboo and and being sort of royal heirs to naboo and stuff like that but I mean, it's a very similar experience. Her people were killed and and she never talks about it again. And I think if you watch those movies through a lens like that, it means so much more. Whereas if you just watch it on its face, they're going through the movies, certain plot points have to be hit, stuff happens. But if you look at it with that lens, it's an actual choice that was made that's very real of not talking about the atrocity that that just occurred. I have a thought. I have a thought. And I I mentioned this to you, Joey, in the notes when we were on Zoom once. I said, you know, it's the whole thing about fitting in. Fitting in, not talking about something makes you fit in. But it also makes us the killers because we're doing the job of the people that killed Mm -hmm. by killing our own culture, by not talking about it. And by not living it and embracing it, we are continuing the pillaging. Yeah, I think there's so much fear involved in that, right? Because of because of who they were, they were murdered. And so you flee that. Like my great-grandparents fleed the Armenian genocide. I don't know how they interacted with the world when they got here. You know, they were living in, I presume they were living in like Little Armenia, what used to be Little Armenia in New York, and maybe able to feel more themselves and interact with other people of their culture. But I think there's so much fear in that because you were so heavily persecuted for being who you were. You don't want that. You don't want to be that again. So you feel like you have to change for that and you feel like you have to change to fit in just so deeply so that you can just exist peacefully so that you're not harassed or murdered or bothered or any anything and you know what guys think about all the anxiety that's going on in the world and a lot of people from all shades white to every shade um 
there's this thing happening of major anxiety and not knowing what the anxiety is so they're just prescribed pills for but guaranteed a lot of it comes from ancestral stories Mm. that are passed down think about i mean talk about like it experiencing genocide and then coming to a completely different place not only experiencing culture shock but you have PTSD, you know, a term yeah. that we can now give these days. But like that post-traumatic stress disorder, how does that translate? And yeah. how does it translate to the following generations? I wonder if that's where the true cause of such unknown anxiety that people are prescribed pills for these days really comes from. Because... It, it gets perpetuated because we're not talking about it. So it, the more you don't know, the more anxious you feel. It's like people that have a disease and they feel terrible. And then there's a term placed on the disease. Like a doctor will say, oh, you have such and such. The person ends up feeling relief because it has a name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if you don't know where it's coming from, it's even worse because you don't yeah. know what danger you're looking out for. It's such an anxious atmosphere everywhere. So many people feel like they don't fit in, whether you're black or brown or LGBTQ plus or, or white. There's just so many people yeah, that get bullied or uh, discriminated against. Anyway, there's just so much of that that no one can ever feel like they can be themselves in any given situation so that anxious pressure presence and pressure is just always there and if you don't fit in you won't have a good job you can't make a living you right. can't have enough food to eat yeah uh what's the name of that movie ah hold on we're getting real <laughs> By the way, I'm turning this into uh, an after show. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to air it if you guys don't mind. I had one more point to make, but... Make it. This will be like after show show. Yeah, I can't find the movie, but I will... Well, give give us a description. It's this, like... It turns into a weird sci-fi thing, but the like two thirds of it, the premise is that there's this like telemarketer company or customer service company that the black people who work there need to have white people voices in order to communicate with the people on the phone in order to have like a good experience with the customer. They like have white people voices. It's interesting. Slumdog millionaire played with that concept too. Mm. It came out much like much later after that. So completely understand the last point I wanted to make, which is interesting, but if you want to get into kind of almost the Christian culture, JC last supper broke bread and that's a big thing inside of Christianity because that and that takes us into um you know this is my body this is my blood god what do they call that god I can't believe I can't remember the ceremony communion Communion. it takes us into communion and that's baked into um Christianity and how about the Jewish culture every Friday night breaking bread with the challah right Anyways, that's that's what I got. You know what? We should have we should do a group um, like a roundtable with religious experts 
from all religions. We should do a lot of roundtables. And some archaeologists <laughs> yeah, yeah. to, you know, anthropologists. Are there any anthropologists yeah. up there in Wyoming? <laughs> that must be. I could ask Lorelai if she knows anyone at the university. Or anywhere, any university across. She definitely knows anthropologists. A lot of what she does focuses on anthropology. Let's do, so. let's do a roundtable for another show, too. She'll that just keep spinning great. these and spinning these. You ain't never going to get rid of us. Uh, hey, I'm I'm into it. I love this. I absolutely love this. I love talking about it. I love learning about it. And I love food. And this is important. This is important for our society right now. Nobody else is having conversation. You know, they think they are, but they're trying to sell something. You know, I just I just want I want our friends. I want I want to develop family here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have a true meaningful family. I mean, knowing firsthand, I grew up in a family and I didn't speak to them. They didn't speak to me to the point where I can't speak my mother tongue anymore. Like, and I couldn't speak it back then that well either. And they didn't speak English at home. So go figure. We had problems. You know what I mean? Let alone there was no respect. That's another issue. But I'm saying, you know, this is this is the most important thing we can do is to share and to express ourselves and to find the beauty and everything like this beautiful bread we're going to make. Yes. Love it. So back to your kingdom of nerdiness. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys met because yeah. there's you I think you all have so much in common and now you're quiet and you're staring <laughs> at me blinking. Matt will just stare and blink <clears throat> at me. <laughs> Well, I, I have more to say, but it's going to be off, off the air. Oh, go ahead. No. <sighs> okay, fine. Are you wearing a Rush t-shirt? I'm not wearing a Rush t-shirt. I'm actually it wearing a Rush. Star Wars Star Wars t-shirt okay. that says, cover, cover me porkins. Okay, okay. I thought it said Rush on top. I was going to give you another music recommendation, which is why I didn't want it on the show. You know what? Why not? Why can't we do... We should have music recommendations Okay, fine. You. Rush, obviously, sci-fi connection is 2112. We all know this, right? There was a three-CD set that Rush put out called Different Stages Live, I believe. That is my favorite rendition that they did of 2112, and that includes the 25th Century Remaster, and that's, I think that ironically includes the original. So, yeah, if you want to get a little bit of your 1976 geek on via right. 2112, that would be the one I would recommend. Nice. Um, it, Rush is American, right? Rush is Canadian. Canadian oh, power trio, and unfortunately, Neil Peart passed. Sorry. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I was actually, once upon a time, I had two degrees of separation from Neil Peart. Nice. What happened? Um, when I worked at DL, there was a, a woman there who was dating him. Ooh. There's always a connection. Is it because we're from L.A.? Is that it? Joey, we talk about all this, all this all the time also, but like where we lived, my neighbor was dating Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. Wow. And I met Eddie Van Halen initially through the plumbing because we would talk to each other in the bathroom. My neighbor and I would. And so, um, friends who would come over didn't know this. So like they would use the bathroom and if I was in the bathroom on my side, I'd be like, Hey, and they would freeze and the most hysterical moments have had happened happened in the bathroom anyway so here he is in the bathroom using the bathroom and i'm listening and then i noticed he didn't wash his hands 
Mm. So I started telling him and he was smoking. I could smell the smoke. And so I started berating him over the smoke. And did you wash your hands? And so he comes right over and we start laughing hysterically (sighs) and the fact that here's eddie van halen right in front of me and so matt always wore these vans these checkered vans that were outside my door Mm -hmm. because i'm a shoeless i've always been a shoeless household like please leave your shoes at the front sure and so so he would always comment on matt's shoes and he would laugh at this note that i had on my uh, my door that said please remove your shoes and so he would laugh. I'm like, what are you laughing at? I don't get it. He's like, I remove Matt's shoes all the time. I remove <sighs> them. Like he, he, he would take them and move them over That's an inch. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. And so he would always be touching Matt's shoes. And Matt <laughs> never met Eddie. I never saw him. I never met him. So Matt he was saying, shoes. Matt would always say, you're lying. He, he wouldn't say lying, but you're like, you're making it up. I'm like, dude, you mi- he would miss, they would miss each other by five seconds sometimes. Oh, it was, maybe Matt is Van Halen. That's what I said. He's never but been like, in the same room together. But like the, the whole washing the hands thing, the first time we met. So we were laughing hysterically, like all of us, like Eddie, me and my neighbor. And so our other neighbor's walking home from a hard day's work. Like he's carrying all his gear and he's walking and his head is down. And then he just hears us laughing. He looks at us. He's like, Hey guys, what's up? And we're talking. I'm like, Oh, I'm just, you know, we're just um, laughing at washing hands. And, and then he's like, Oh yeah. And then we start talking about the day. And then he looks at Eddie and he's like the shock (laughs) on his face. (laughs) And then he's like, Oh, and then, and then so Eddie Van Halen turns to him and he's like, hi, I'm Eddie and reaches his hand out. But I had just told him we were laughing over not washing hands. Oh, yeah, and so my friend would shake Eddie Van Halen's hand. Well, he didn't wash it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Like good times, good times. Yeah. But like we always have stories of someone famous and our kids must think we're the biggest liars because we'll watch TV. I'm like, oh, yeah, I photographed that guy. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we, we would hang out. And they're like, you did? I'm like, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. By the way. It's like that movie, Big Fish. You ever see that movie? I love that movie. I believe we have. I haven't seen that in a long time. But um, yeah, before we go, take another step. You know, rest in peace, Neil Peart. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Mm. I can't believe it. I know. I cannot believe it. I'm sorry, Joey. Were you saying something? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Matt is crunching on chocolate-covered espresso beans. Nice. Can crunch, you can hear that? I don't want no lunch. <laughs> All I want is espresso beans. There would be this song about potato chips. Crunch, crunch. Mm. Anyway, so what else, guys? What else do you want to talk about next We have episode? been jibber-jabbering way too long. I'm Jibber- exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this. This was great. I, uh, yeah, I'm excited for our next episode. No, I, and I beyond. I had a really great time. I normally yeah. don't have this many notes of stuff that I wanted to bring up, and I didn't have an opportunity. You yeah. always say that because I talk too much, and you don't have a, a chance to jump in there. But I mean, boom, 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 boom. Now we've got a boom, second. Boom, boom, uh, boom, boom, we've got a boom. second opportunity here. I have some extra notes as well. 
There's always so much to talk about. Most of our guests, with the exception of one, always come back because there's so much to talk about. Right. You know? Yeah, I'd love to come back, well, for the baking one and then... We haven't even touched on geology. Oh, my God. Yeah, we need to touch on geology. (laughs) Do you have any good stones over there? I'm addicted to... this is where, like, dinosaurs are from. So, um, it's interesting because our kids, Ellen Allegra... Well, and I and I noticed a lot of kids did this too. They, as soon as they could walk, would gravitate towards rocks and stare at them the way you told me that you did when you were little. And they would pick them up and come to me and present these stones to me like how adults would present a big diamond to someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I would yeah. we would go home with bags, backpack filled with rocks that they uh, found in, in the riverbed or like wherever we were. Right. And they were pets. And I'm like, do you guys know a long time ago people had pet rocks? And they didn't get what, what I was saying. they paid money for. Exactly. <laughs> but like, no, they were, they were actual entities. Like, and I always wondered, there's a spiritualness to that. Like there's a spiritualness to sense. I think there's a big spiritual component to the sense of smelling something that brings back memory and of course rocks have been the major force out there that it's been there it's witnessed everything quietly over and over again right yeah it's so interesting that so many kids have such a connection to rocks why is Um, that yeah i don't know you know, we talked last time, I think, briefly about a connection to dinosaurs, but they were like, everyone's going to be connected to a dinosaurs as kid because they were these great behemoth monsters that ruled the planet. I mean, you're just going to think that that's cool. I didn't. I'm sorry. Every time I thought about dinosaurs, it scared the hell out of me because there was this, hor- I think, horrible show. Matt liked it, but there was this show a long time ago. What was it called? The Land of the Lost? Yeah, but I never Lost. saw it. Because yeah, I wasn't I allowed to watch like Saturday morning TV. It Land terrified the me. Great it ter- theme song. I was like, oh my God, thank God. I don't have to see that part of history. Like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I loved that show. There was like a remake. There was like an older one, 60s or 70s. And then I think they had a remake in the 80s or 90s. And then there was even a movie too. Yeah, with Will Ferrell. I probably wouldn't watch that. But anyway, I like that show. <laughs> I don't mean to dis But I don't show. know what the connection is with rocks, you know. But then, so I always loved them and I always loved fossils. And where I grew up in New York, you know, you know what to look for and find uh, seashell fossils and stuff like that everywhere. Nice. But then growing, knowing I wanted to be a geologist and eventually a paleontologist. But the more you learn about what it really means to be a rock, the more it mattered to me. You know what I mean? And maybe I always had like a scientific mind about it, but the amount of energy and work and lifetimes and stories that went into making any given rock is just incredible. Geologic history. And the patience a rock has, like a normal rock in our modern day history, waiting maybe forever, years, for someone to come move its perspective, 
for some little kid to come and move it over a few inches or put it in a backpack and it ends up over here. <laughs> Please remove rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I need a better perspective. Yeah. <laughs> a different one. That's what the rock would say. Right. But we're both geologists here and we both have loads of rocks that every time we move, we have to move boxes of rocks. Oh my God. Kind of the heaviness. Yeah. And if you use a moving company, they charge you by the pound. Yeah. Yeah. We just got a quote for several moving companies. And we're probably not doing that. So, <laughs> Joey, do you go out there and like, do you, is is the term excavate? Ex excavate? Excavate. Excavate. I haven't done much exploring out here, unfortunately. I say that, I feel like I say that to someone every day, but I just haven't gone like out into the wilderness, which is insane because it's the nicest part of being in this place, you know? Joey, did you see that picture months ago, a few months ago? It was the, it was like in the midst of the pandemic and it was in Uruguay. These men found this massive piece of, I think it was amethyst and they mm. cut it open, split it in half or this, I don't know what you call it. A big thing. They it's called it a in, geode a where geode. it had crystals inside. Yeah. A ge yeah. Yes. That one. And, and they split it in half and it was in a perfect, the amethyst part, the, mm -hmm. the lavender looking part. It was in a perfect heart shape. Mm. Did you see that? Look, you, uh, I did Google, not see it. Google heart-shaped amethyst Uruguay. I think it was 2020. See if it comes up. It popped right up. Do, okay. do you see that heart? Let me. So it's two men and they're still in the oh, field. Yeah. They had just cracked it, it open. Yep. That, yeah, that's I mean, pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. I want it. Crazy. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want it. Look, I'm afraid of dinosaurs, but I can't get enough of crystals. I yeah. can't. The dark crystal. That's another. What's that's that? Another good, good nerd. That's movie. That, that's a nerd book and movie. Oh really? Old old Jim Henson puppets. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Henson was Henson was. That's all I can say. Yes. Yeah, was, agreed. Was, was Jim, we actually have a Jim Henson quote on our website. Henson, you know, Henson, Mr. Muppet, Mr. Sesame Street. He was a geologist? Not, Dark Crystal no, was I don't a book so. and he, a movie. Just, yeah, the Dark Crystal was about, well, it's hard to explain, but there was a crystal involved. Anyways. All right. Well, yep. I don't want to go, but I never want to go. 